everyone. Welcome aboard. Thank you for joining me today, New Hope Radio. And uh, coming your way on 1590 on the AM dial, WARV, 92.7 FM, and uh, New Hope Radio Facebook. If you want to join the conversation, you can do that on our New Hope Radio Facebook page. Love hearing from you guys, seeing who's on board, sharing the Word of God together. So uh, thank you for joining me today. Got a good topic. It's going to be, hopefully, on the positive side. You know, we've been talking about Satan, who he is, what he does. We noted the work that he does, right? Not good. It's not good work. He's always on the attack. He attacks the redemptive work of Christ. He attacks the nations. He attacks believers. He attacks unbelievers by trying to keep them blinded to the good news gospel. He frustrates the work of Christians. All kinds of stuff he does, but I got good news for you. We have a defense against the devil. Oh yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Right here on New Up Radio, we've got a defense against the devil. All right, let's get right at it. We're going to light him up today. We're going to light up the devil, burn him up. Oh, I can't do that. But I want you to light up Facebook. Linda's here. She's ready to get on board. Love hearing you guys and some of the comments that you have as well. Now, we know Satan's alive and well. We know that. But the good news is he's already been judged. You know that? He's been judged and he's just waiting for his sentence to be carried out. Becca has joined us. Thank you, Becca, for getting on board with us here. Now, the Bible tells us, you know, way back in Genesis 3.15, remember that scene back in the Garden of Eden? Jesus showed up. Uh-oh, Adam and Eve, you're in trouble. Serpent, you're in trouble. Everybody was in trouble that day. wasn't a good day. And he said to the serpent, I will put enmity, that means strife, warfare, between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He'll bruise you on the head. The one that's going to do the bruising, that's Jesus himself. And you'll bruise him on the heel. That speaks of his humanity dying on the cross. So the ultimate defeat was already pronounced in the Garden of Eden. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And then the Holy Spirit confirmed the prophecy when we get to the New Testament, Debbie's on board. Hi, Debbie. John 16, verse 8. And Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning, now get this part, very important. He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. And then he explained them. Concerning judgment, and here it is, because the ruler of this world has been judged. So, God wants us to know Satan has been defeated. He's been judged. He's guilty. He's been defeated. And we have nothing really to fear. You know, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And who is it that's in you? It's the Holy Spirit. You've got the power of God, the dunamis, the parakletos, the helper, the one that comes alongside and fills you and empowers you to live the Christian's life. 
So, now that we know Satan has been judged, let's take a look at his ultimate defeat. Let's take a look, John chapter 12, verse 31. Now, judgment is upon this world. Jesus is speaking. Now, the ruler of this world will be cast out. And we know that Satan is the god of this world. But once the cross came, he's a usurper of this authority. That's all. He usurps the authority. You know, he's trying to get over, but he's been defeated. Becca said, thank you, Lord God, for your promises. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. That is so true. Well said. God has given us the Holy Spirit. He promised it, and then he fulfilled it. Promises made, promises kept. That's God. So, remember in the temptation, Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, where Jesus defeated Satan in those temptations? It goes to show that the authority of Christ is greater than the authority of the devil. Satan claims power over the world, and he offers to share it with Jesus. And Jesus is like, you, 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 you don't have to share the, the world with me. I am over everything. I'm over the whole creation. Satan had nothing that he could tempt Jesus with, because Jesus had it all. And he gains the victory by means of his cross. Think about it. By dying, he won. Ain't that a kicker? By dying, he won. And then Jesus talked about the resurrection. If I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. And that's what we do. When he's lifted up on the cross, and then he's resurrected, and people look to Jesus, you know what they find? Salvation. They find forgiveness. And you know what else? You know what else we find when we find salvation? I don't know if you think about it that much. You find victory. Victory over the power of sin. Victory over the judgment that's coming upon the world. We've got victory in the spiritual warfare that we're all engaged in. We need to live in the victory that God has already given to us. So right now, Satan's on borrowed time, right? But ultimately, he will be punished. When the Bible close, see, when the Bible opens up in Genesis 3, it talks about the defeat of Satan. And then when the Bible closes in Revelation 20, it talks about the final sentencing of Satan. And it's in Revelation 20, verse 10. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire in brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Oh, it's a never-ending punishment. Never. They'll never get a, they'll never, see, they're not going to get away with what they're doing today. No one does. No one gets away with evil. Okay? And when they're thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, you know what fire, you know what brimstone is? Sulfur. Oh, it's terrible. It's like taking a book of matches and lighting it and blowing it out and then smell it. It burns your nose. That's sulfur. That's brimstone. Hell. 
the bottomless pit, the lake of fire. It burns with sulfur. It's an awful, terrible thing. Linda said, we win too when we die to ourselves. That is true. You know, good point. Die to yourself, let Christ reign in you. You can't have two kings on the throne of your heart. Either we rule our heart or we allow the Lord Jesus to rule our heart. Which one? Better to let the Lord Jesus rule your heart. Because I know when I rule mine, nothing good happens. When I step aside and let Christ have the throne, better things happen. So, Satan has been defeated. He's been sentenced to a place prepared for his eternal punishment. But it hasn't been carried out yet. That timetable has not yet been fulfilled. It's probably, you know, not far away, but it hasn't yet come. And this is what our spiritual warfare is all about here on the earth. Though the case of his deserved punishment has been settled, it hasn't been carried out. And you know, in the Great Tribulation in Revelation 12, there's a warning. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. See, at that point in the middle of the tribulation, God kicks Satan out of heaven. See, right now, he has access to the throne of God. And he accuses us before God day and night. In the middle of the tribulation, God's like, that's it. I'm done with you, devil. Out. And he kicks him out of heaven. And he comes down here. Whoo! Is he hot? Oh, yeah. And he takes it out on the inhabitants of the earth. So, now that we know what's happening with Satan, let's take a look at the believer's defense against the devil. Okay, what's our defense? Let me give you some good scriptures and things that you can apply. Maybe you want to write these things down and you can refer to them later. Because you don't want to be defeated. You don't want to be a casualty in this spiritual warfare. You want to enjoy the victory that God has given you. But there are some things you have to do. So here's the defense that we have against satanic attacks. Know this, number one, that Jesus Christ prays for you. He prays for all of us. In John 17, he's speaking to his father, and he says, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, speaking about his disciples, but to keep them from the evil one. So what he's saying is, I know they're going to be here on planet Earth, and Father, I'm asking for your protection for them. We've got God protection. Oh, I call that GP. God protection over the saints. We have that. See, what does Jesus not ask the Father to do? Take them out of the world. What does he ask the Father to do? Keep them from the evil one. Watch over them. Protect them. Guard them. You know what that means? God is on our side. Oh, yeah. He's for us. He's not against us. You know, sometimes we pray, right? God, get me out of here. Jesus prays, keep them there, but watch over them. It's like we're always looking for a way out. And God wants us to go through it with him. Remember that. When you're in an adverse circumstance, rather than pray for a way out, ask God to lead you through it. That might do a better job. I don't know. might work out better. Number two, though protected, 
You know, we as Christians, we have our own responsibility. We should be on God for ourselves. You know, we have to, we have to walk awake, right? Do you walk awake? First Peter 5, 8, Peter said, be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Wake up. Why? Your adversary, the devil, that dirty devil. He prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You know, you ever see a roaring lion? Sneaky. Watch a cat, right? You ever see a cat? Track a bird? Have a cat. Watch her outside. Oh. The cat lays low to the ground. Moves slowly. Quietly. Focuses on the prey. Pounces. That's what Satan does. Oh, he stays low. Out of sight, moves quietly, slowly, and then boom, pounces, seeking someone to devour. You know the word devour, you know what it means? To drink down. Drink you down. The devil wants to drink you down. He wants to deal with you till there's nothing left. There's nothing left Christian about you. Doesn't that sound like something he wants to do? He wants to destroy your Christianity. Whatever it takes, get you to lose your faith, doubt God, walk away, be carnal, be fleshly, love the world, whatever it is. It's going to drink you down till there's nothing spiritual left about you. He wants to take away your desire for God's Word. Take away your desire for God's music. Take away your desire for God's people. Take away your desire for God's practices. And you know what that leads to? It leads to a life, here it comes, of no love, no prayer, no concern for the lost, no sacrificial giving, and no ability to forgive. All the qualities that make up the Christian life, they're all gone. They're gone. That's what happens when Satan drinks you down, when he finds someone to devour. That's why we need to be alert. We need to be awake. It doesn't have to happen. It does happen. It doesn't have to. Stay awake. Be alert. Be of sober spirit. Number three, you are not on the offense with the devil. You're not attacking the devil. You know what James said? Submit therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. See, don't attack the devil. Draw close to God. Resist the devil. It means just stand against him, like Jesus did in the, in the temptation. In the temptation, Jesus is like, no, oh, man, I don't need that. I don't need, devil, what you offer me. I have more. My father has given me a much better deal than what you're offering me. And we have to realize that, that God does that for each and every one of us. He offers all of us a much better deal than the devil ever could. And you ask anybody that's been drunk down by the devil, they'll tell you, oh yeah, I was deceived. I took the bait and God had a much better deal for me than what Satan's got. So the principle is, when Satan sees your allegiance to God, he'll no longer attempt 
to try to receive allegiance from you. See, I like what Luke added when he wrote about the temptation in the wilderness. Matthew didn't write this part, but Luke did. And at the end of the, at the end of the temptation, Luke wrote, when the devil had finished every temptation, he left him for an opportune time. He left Jesus. Jesus resisted him. The devil said, I give up. And he left. But it's like, I'll be back. I'll be back. He's coming back. And he came back a few times. Oh, yeah. He came back. He came back in Peter and came back in Judas. And, you know, he, he always sticks his ugly head up somewhere. Now, question then. How does one resist the devil? I'm going to give you two words, two things to do. Number one, preparation. And number two, application. If you can remember those two things, you'll you'll do okay. How do I resist the devil? Number one, preparation. Program your heart with the things of God. That's what you do. Program your heart with the things of God. You know what Psalm 119 says? Thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. What's he saying? That if I can store an abundance of the word of God inside of me, that becomes my frame of reference. It'll make the things of the world, here it comes, non-appealing. Sin will look ugly to me as it really is. And that's what we need to do. We need to fill our hearts with the Word of God. That's why be faithful to church. Get there when the doors are open. Listen to preaching. Listen to Christian radio. Listen to Christian music. I like worship music. Join the Hope Club. Join the Hope Club at newhopecc.tv and you'll get devotionals Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in a Tuesday challenge. These are all the little things that just Hide the Word of God in your heart. Let me tell you, it'll make a big difference. Oh, it's like taking a vitamin every day. You take a vitamin once a month, not going to help. You take it every day, you'll get the benefit. So it is with the Word of God. Linda said, Satan keeps us occupied with so many things, we don't realize he's tempting us and we give in to it. It's true. You know, he tries to, he, he dangles the world in front of us like he did with Jesus. But sometimes we take the bait. You know, the world is very appealing. Oh, no doubt about it. It's very appealing. Everything in the world is, it looks very good. And that's the bait. Bait always looks good. Bait doesn't look bad. You know, bait looks good when you catch fish. What do you put use for bait? What they like. <laughs> you don't use tree bark to catch a salmon. No, you use, I don't even know what salmon like, but whatever they like, that's what you use. So that's preparation. Fill your heart with the Word of God. Number two, application. Now that I've got the Word of God in me, I abide in it. Man shall not live by bread alone, Jesus said, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I live according, oh, I like this. I live according to what the Bible says. That's it. I live according to what the Word of God says. And the more you know what the Word of God says, the more you can arrange your life around it. And you will be victorious in the spiritual warfare. But if you don't know what it says, 
It's like, how do you arrange your life around it? That's pretty difficult to do. It's impossible. So that's why James says, listen, when you resist that guy, you fill your heart, you abide in what God says, he's going to leave. He's going to flee away because he's darkness and you're in the light. Oh, the darkness hates the light, right? And then, you know, to really prove that we're all in spiritual warfare, you know what God has given us? Armor. Has it not under armor, over armor. He's given us the armor of God. That's what he's given us. And you can read about it in Ephesians 6.11, where Paul says, okay, listen, we're all living in spiritual warfare. You have an enemy. You got the devil. You got demons. You got the world, the cosmic system. Here's what you got to do. Put on the full armor of God. That's just a couple of pieces. You got to put on the whole thing. Why, Paul? So that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. What, is, what are the schemes of the devil? The word is methodia. It's where we get our word method. We could say, so you could stand firm against the methods of the devil. It means the craftiness of the devil or the trickery. The way he does things. And he's pretty sneaky. He's subtle. Right? He's very clever. Was, doesn't, didn't the Bible tell us that the serpent was the most clever of all the creatures in the garden? Clever enough to deceive Eve, who did not have a sin nature. She didn't. She was innocent, and she still fell for it. Don't Listen, the devil's smarter than you, and he's smarter than me. Of course he is. Don't think he's stupid. He's smarter than all of us together. That's why we need the Word of God. The Word of God is smarter than him. So it's not your intellect that gives you the victory. It's the wisdom of God in your heart and in your life that gives you the victory. So this is what we're talking about today. The intelligence of Satan is greater than the intelligence of a human. Oh, but the wisdom of God is greater than the intelligence of Satan. Okay? Now, it's not only people that you're having a problem with. Because... Again, we think about the conflicts that we have here in the world. But Paul, he lays it out. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the powers, against the world forces of this darkness. Think about it. The kingdom of darkness has an army. They are called spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Satan has an army. And that army is against humankind as well as against God. And when Paul says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, you know the word struggle, it means to wrestle. You ever feel sometimes like you're just in a wrestling match and you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You can't get out. You get stuck. Sometimes you get stuck in a headlock. You can't get out. So what happens as a result, if we can live and stand firm and resist the devil, Ephesians 4.14, we're no longer to be children tossed to and fro by ways carried about by every wind of doctrine. See? We're not blown around like leaves in the wind. How many people fall for the latest fad that comes down the pike? No, we have a balanced life. 
So Paul says, stand firm. And here comes the armor. Having girded your loins with truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that protects your heart. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's your walk. And in addition, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. What are those flaming arrows? The negative projections. The thoughts that he puts in your head. You can't do it. You're no good. You failed. God doesn't want you. No one loves you. Who do you think you're kidding? Those are all negative, demonic projections. And when you put on the full armor of God, those things don't take hold. And if they take hold, you know why? It's because you let them. You let them. Got no one to blame but yourself. So you can either believe the negative projections of the evil one, or you can believe the word of God. You can believe what God says about you. I've loved you with an everlasting love, and therefore I've joined you with loving kindness. You can believe that. See, there's no reason for a Christian to live in defeat because Satan's the one that's been defeated. He's been judged, and now he's just awaiting his punishment. And while living here on the earth, we have a defense, a defense that consists of, here it comes, the intercession of Christ. He's praying for us. We have our responsibility to remain spiritually alert. You know, even though you're in an army and the army has great generals and a great battle plan and great equipment, you still have to be awake. You have to be on guard. Then we have to learn to resist his schemes and put on that armor every day. And the defense is there. God has provided everything we need to be victorious. Everything. He's provided it all. You know what we have to do? We have to utilize it. That's all. Utilize what God has given you. Well, I hope that was helpful. Because if you're in a struggle right now, you can get out. I would encourage you, go back to the Hope Club later on, re-listen to this message, or you can catch it on New Hope Radio Facebook also. And listen to it maybe a couple of times. Maybe write down a few scriptures. See, the Word of God will help us to get out of the struggle that we're in, and it'll give us the victory that we want. So you do that. It's all there. Okay? Thank you for coming along today. Again, join the Hope Club, newhopecc.tv. You won't be sorry. And I'll see you tomorrow for more of New Hope Radio.